Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, good morning, church. I'm a very blessed man today. I'm grateful for so many things. The support and love of my sweet wife and my... My daughter, Lily, and my son, Chase. And for the... (laughs) for the outpouring of love and support from you, our church. I'm also very grateful to get this opportunity today to say goodbye. But I'm going to deliberately not use that word today. Theologian John Ortberg once said, life is not a problem to be solved, it is a story to be lived. And today I'm in the middle of my story and I'm uncertain how it goes next, but I know that something that is important in every story is saying goodbye. To say goodbye well, thoughtfully, honestly, and from the heart, and with love. To do this honors relationships, and I desire to honor you today, the congregation. I desire to honor the staff, and I desire to honor our great God in heaven. Amen. To say goodbye is to indicate we won't see one another as we once did, and it is to say that my person may be gone, but my love remains, and New Hope, I want you to know, the sound that you will hear will be me in the background cheering you on. And in the Bible, you actually never find the word goodbye. Of all of the ministry trips that were taken and assignments and journeys that were recorded, not once does it record the word goodbye. Goodbye is but a cheap abbreviation of what is recorded in Scripture. See, when words of a final farewell were used in Scripture, it was the words, God be with you. And so today, I want to say not goodbye, but God be with you, New Hope. It was Mother Teresa who once said, very often I feel like a pencil in God's hand. He does the writing, he does the thinking, he does the movement. I have only to be a pencil and nothing else. We must say, I belong to you. You can do whatever you like. This is our strength and this is the joy of the Lord. So in our time remaining this morning, I wanna lead us through three specific movements. The first movement, I wanna root us in the Word of God in our current I Am series and find encouragement as a faith community there. The second movement I wanna take us through is sharing with you the top five ways New Hope has shone the light of Christ in my life. And the third movement, I wanna lead us in communion one last time 
and ask my wife to join me at that time as we say to you, God be with you, our faith community. So if you're visiting today, a little background. (laughs) If you are thinking, does every preacher get that welcome every week? (laughs) Then no. (laughs) This is my last day at New Hope. I've had the privilege of serving as the executive pastor for two and a half years, and then most recently for the last eight months as serving as the interim lead pastor as I bridged between the resignation of our founding pastor back in September and the soon arrival of the new senior pastor in a couple of weeks. So please bear with me. Extend me grace if emotion happens to appear throughout our time this morning. It is just because I love the people of this church and my hope would be in seeing my emotion you might be drawn to discover more of God's love for your life in and through this beautiful church. So to take us to our first movement, I wanna ask if you're able to, if you'd please stand to your feet for the reading of God's word. Three passages, one in John 1, Matthew 5, and then John 8. And the word of God reads, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. In the book of John, Jesus declares of himself seven statements. He says, I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the gate. I'm the vine. I am the good, good shepherd. And then today, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I want you to notice that word follow. To follow, there is a choice to make. Each of us has that choice. What and who do we want to follow? You can have the light if you choose to follow the light of the world, Jesus Christ, or you walk in darkness. So with Jesus, you have life, and without him, you have darkness. Therefore, there's only two choices. It's either the light or it's the darkness. There's no other third option 
no sitting on the fence. There's no other option that you can say and do and live with your life other than to choose to follow the light or to live in aimless darkness in this world. The light allows you to see, to see purpose, to see the plan and path ahead. In fact, in Psalm 119, 105, it tells us God's word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. A day is coming when all darkness will be vanished by the light. And when we follow the light, we see everything differently because of it. It changes our perspective. The lens in which we look through is changed. Nothing's the same. We see a new light, a new perspective on our circumstances. And everything has a new meaning because of the light. This is Paul in 2 Corinthians 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. There is an invitation to follow the light that we might see a new way, that we could see things in a new vantage point. But you've got to choose it. You've got to choose to follow the light, to see everything new through the lens of Christ. You see, until the day that Jesus comes and removes all darkness, there's always going to come times in our lives when we face troubles, hardships. We find ourselves needing to walk through the dark valleys. But even then, even then, his light is available for us to follow, to take hold of a warm, soft glow to bring comfort to you. And it will reveal the all-loving, merciful face of God who delights in you always. And often when we see no way forward, it is then that God provides the light. One last Aussie story for you. <laughs> I need you to imagine as I tell this story, driving on the left side of the road, okay? Not the right side of the road, or as Americans call it, the correct side of the road. So uh, we're on a vacation and we're on a road trip and my dad is driving, we've been driving all day, it's now about 10 o'clock at night and we're about an hour away from the city and we're driving on a single country road uh, through some winding hills when the alternator starts to play up in the car. The alternator uh, is attached to the electrics and so the first thing that we noticed was the dash instruments went out. And then the radio went out and the heater went out. And a little further on in the journey, uh, the headlights went out. And now we're in the middle of nowhere on a windy, hilly road, an hour away from any freeway with lights. And it's pitch black, we can't see. And we also know that people can't see coming the other way. We feel the danger of this moment with nowhere to stop. Suddenly, a motorcyclist pulls up and he says to my dad, you have no headlights. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> then he says this, follow me and let me be your light. 
and he pulled in front of our car and sat on the front bumper for over an hour to take us into the city in safety. That simple illustration has a challenging point to it in our lives because when we choose to follow the light, we then have the light, and with that light, we have a responsibility to shine that light. Hanging on the building out the front here is a banner that says, find hope here. And our job is to shine the light of Christ so that people can find hope. And that hope is the love of God. We all have a responsibility to pull up into people's lives to help them know they're in darkness. Say, hey, you can follow me. I can take you to a place. I can take you to a person who is the light of the world and you can find hope here. I wanna encourage you, New Hope, by taking us into the second movement of five ways I wanna highlight that the light has shone from this place into my life and into others. I wanna do this and as I do this, I wanna remind you to not only continue to shine in these ways, but to dream fresh dreams, to have and see new visions for ways to invade the darkness in the triangle and beyond. So five ways new hope has shone the light of Christ in my life. Number one, local missions. Under the awesome leadership of Pam Watson and her trusty sidekick, Kanisha Harris, this ministry has thrived. And church, you have done so much in this past season that I thought I would jot down just some of the things that you may be freshly inspired for today. 1,500 families received Thanksgiving meals through New Hope and the Durham Rescue Mission. 200 children of incarcerated parents received Christmas gifts. 175 kids and 38 teachers and staff received Christmas gifts at Fayetteville Elementary. Another 35 Christmas gifts were given to children part of the Father's Forever Mission. 250 Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes were provided by New Hope. 50 Christmas wreaths for local veterans. Checks were given at the end of year to local missions designed for Joy, Durham Rescue Mission, Raleigh Dream Center, Note in the Pocket, Fathers Forever, and Convoy of Hope all received financial gifts from New Hope Church. Over 150 volunteer hours at Raleigh Dream Center, over 300 at Durham Rescue Mission. We hosted a sneaker bowl for 50 students and staff to receive new shoes at Fayetteville Elementary. 400 blessing bags were put together and distributed to local homeless. And then on one day, we packed over 150,000 meals with 862 people for Rise Against Hunger. New Hope came alongside 98 Durham County social workers in child protective services to bless them with a meal and to let them know that they're not alone and we're cheering them on. We sponsored 227 children through Compassion 
And we began a partnership and made a commitment to build a home here in Durham with Habitat for Humanity in the fall. This local community needs to know that New Hope is a place where they can find a bright, shining light to inject hope into the darkness of their lives. Second, the next way New Hope has shone its light in my life is in diversity. One of the many privileges I've had in these past eight months was to build a teaching team. I was able to bring in friends like Pastor Harvey Carey, Eugene Cho, Steve Carter, Mike Kelsey, Danielle Strickland, and each and every one of them would rave to me about the loud expression of the beauty of diversity here at New Hope. Several of them said to me things like, I travel all around the country speaking at churches every Sunday, and I've not seen the diversity like I've seen at New Hope. My desire was to diversify the teaching team and it was a joy to do that. One of my favorite memories came from a time when Eugene Cho spoke, who is Korean American. And after he had finished teaching for us one day, I watched him greet a long-term New Hope couple who are also Korean American and to do so in a traditional greeting. It was a really cool moment to look on and to sense the highlight in that moment of the diversity in our church. Then Eugene texts me later on as he was boarding the plane. He said, I dropped into a Korean restaurant in Kerry before going to the airport. When I went to pay my check, it was covered. Unknown to him, that New Hope couple were eating there and they paid his bill. I simply text back, That's how we roll at New Hope. (laughs) The third way New Hope has shone Christ's light is through this incredible staff team. This, uh, our worship and production team is simply second to none. It is outstanding what this team does. Austin Spence, our production director, is the most talented in that role that I have ever had the privilege to work with. And I love you, brother. Bobby and Jonelle and Cyrus give their efforts every week in some of the most unseen areas, but yet highest impact areas in the life of our church. And I have loved working with those guys. John, remember my middle name, Arthur Green. (laughs) See, I knew if I made a joke, then I would get through it, right? to just simply say you're a brother. And your gift to this church each and every week is beautiful to watch as you usher people into the presence of God. I remember a few Fridays back, I was at dinner with my family, I received a text message from John and he said, Taylor and I have 
written a new song called I Am, and here are the lyrics. And I sat there in the restaurant and read the lyrics to the song that we have been blessed with in this sermon series. And I remember saying, this is gonna be an incredible song. And it is, and I absolutely love it. It wasn't that long ago we didn't have midweek courses and now on Tuesdays and Thursday nights it's a regular occurrence that we have 200 cars in our parking lot. Our discipleships and life groups under the leadership of Alexis and Mike uh, has found this church to be in a debt of gratitude for their hearts to pastor uh, this church and I love those two people. Two weeks ago, we had the largest Sunday attendance that we've had in over three years. Now, (laughs) it was Mother's Day and we did have two llamas here. (laughs) But I like to think a big factor for breaking that attendance record that day was because of the quality of our children's ministry. And under the leadership of Jaden, who is an amazingly godly young lady, and also Amy Smith, this church should be very, very proud of the quality of our children's ministry. (laughs) Our student ministry under Tanner and Amanda's leadership has some of the best volunteers in the entire church. If you have thought about getting involved in serving in our church and you wonder what a high quality, high capacity volunteer looks like at New Hope, then you need but go on Wednesday night to the student ministry. I think they have stacked the deck in that ministry and I'm so thankful for all of them. Our young adults ministry this week had its largest attendance ever. 195 young people worshiping God. And you ask, how do you test the health of a ministry? Well, one of the ways is you look at the event that draws the largest attendance. And when that event is a night of worship, you say, that is a healthy ministry. And under the leadership of Abby, who does a great job, but more importantly, is a woman who is after God's own heart. And I love you and believe in you. Way to go. The admin and ops team who are so often behind the scenes and the unsung heroes. Jill, Georgia, Rob, Eric, Bonnie, and Harrison, who does these amazing graphics each week. It's been so good to have worked with talented people who love coming to work each and every day. Church, you have to know that your ops and your admin team love this church and serve with all of their gifts and talents to make this place better. Would you celebrate them? (laughs) 
to get to work with the executive team, Patrick, our CFO, whose character has impacted me and this church greatly. And our executive pastor, Fran, who I have laughed with and cried with. We have walked through the trenches together and made a bond that made doing church work fun. Her leadership, love, and sacrifice that she has poured into this church these past eight months has set a tone and a standard that has marked me and this church for many years to come. And I love you dearly, friend. The light that shines through the staff team at New Hope, the light that collectively shines through is deserving of a title I'm giving today. And because it's my last day, I get to do it. (laughs) I'm declaring them the dream team. It's been a privilege and an honor to be numbered among them. And again, the quality and competence is part of the backbone that makes New Hope such a beautiful church. Number four, going straight from the staff to one of the most powerful light shiners around this amazing place is the volunteering. The volunteers, it is you who make New Hope shine so bright. Starting on Sunday mornings, huddling up together in the lobby at 8.15, to sing a worship song together to set the tone for their hearts, to pray and then to declare a phrase over the atmosphere, a particular word to say we come under the Jehovah Nissi, the banner of Jesus, and into the spiritual atmosphere together we declare one word over today. And each and every Sunday, it would be a different word, a different movement. To stand back, it's humbling to see those that gather before you come on a Sunday. To set the environment, the atmosphere that would be free from as many distractions so that we together can collectively enjoy and experience the love of God to see this army of servants every Sunday was a humbling thing. For those who come on Wednesdays and Thursdays to the church during the day to serve and you ask, what do they do? Whatever needs to be done. It's a beautiful thing to walk around the hallways of this place during the week and see volunteers just doing whatever needs to be done. Those who come to rehearsals Thursday nights, to to work on what our Sunday morning worship experience will look like. Teams of production people who are looking to to iron out any chinks that may be there. And then to come at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning and do it again the one final time so that they can give their very best offering to the God who loves them. That is inspiring. The guest, yeah. The guest experience team is the finest going around and it's led by the impeccable Ashley Peace, who was, 
who was so gifted with details, she had realized I had left her out of naming all the staff. <laughs> but no, I hadn't. I wanted to single you out for your leadership in setting the atmosphere from the parking lot into the lobby, into the worship center every Sunday. Her team has a motto of not letting any person into this building on Sunday without personally delivering a smile to that person. Recently on a rainy Sunday morning, the service had began and I was mindful of our, park, our parking lot team out in the rain. And so I grabbed an umbrella and went out there just to shake their hands and say thank you for serving. And I came up and thanked Gerald, one of our team leads, and then at that time, Steve came up to me and he said, Reese, I blame you for this. And I was like, for the rain? <laughs> he said, I've been around New Hope for some 20 years. I've served in every area and, and I felt like I had served enough and so I went ahead and hung up my serving hat. And then he said, you did a sermon and you said, there is no retirement, no matter how old, in serving in the life of the church. So Steve said, so now I'm back on the parking lot team. <laughs> I messaged with Steve this morning and told him I was telling this story. He said he couldn't be here. But Steve, I wanna tell you how much you have impacted my life by the way that you have served and loved Jesus Christ and his church. And then one last volunteer special memory for me. And it's to the women of this church who have supported my wife with the Reveal Women Breakfast. The way that you would come around on the week leading up to the women's breakfast and there would be this army of women in here supporting Steph as she had a vision of setting up this room and what the environment would be like so that every woman coming in here would be treasured and, and valued and feel loved. And just getting to put my head through the crack of the door and see these women just serving wanting this to be a ministry that could touch as many women as it possibly could. It's a special memory that I hold, and to the women of New Hope, I wanna say thank you. <laughs> Lastly, you have shone the light of Christ to me and my family with your love your love and support of us. The Bible calls this the fellowship of the church. You have loved us so well and we will cherish that always. Today, I can only imagine that Adam and Morgan Bishop can have no idea of the blessing that is about to flood their lives as they join this faith community. And by the way, that's your job to show them to love them as you have loved us, to support them as you've supported us, to shine the light of Jesus' love on them as you have on us. And so we 
would ask you to pray for us as we seek for what God has next. As we commit to praying for you and for your new pastor, Adam and Morgan Bishop. So what is next for us? Well, we don't currently know. But what we do know is we're called to trust the next chapter because we know the author. We know for Steph and me, it's time for us to start digging a new well, to find the new living water of God that he has for us in our next assignment. Because God specializes in delivering new springs in the midst of our dry deserts. And this is the good news for you as well. It means God has good things in store for you. Whatever you've been walking through, whatever you've experienced, whatever the loss, whatever the pain and the hurt, the sorrow, this you should know. God will not waste it. For God specializes in delivering new springs in the midst of dry deserts. So let me say it again, God be with you. God be with you, church staff. God be with you, Adam and Morgan Bishop. God be with you, church volunteers. God be with you, New Hope. So you can be the light in this broken, dark world and the salt of the earth and a city set on a hill and a family from every tribe, tongue, people and nation. For you have been given the greatest cause in the world to invite people to find hope here. And that hope is the love of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And now church, I wanna ask you if you would please welcome my sweet wife to the stage as we lead you in communion. Well, this wasn't planned. So as we come around communion, if you would take out the elements that you received on your way in. And I want you to know something today as we prepare to come around the Lord's table. And that is this. There is no disappointment that the cross of Jesus Christ has not solved. There is no hardship you'll face or heartache or sickness, no circumstance, no problem, no crisis that the cross of Jesus Christ has not solved. And this is our story. He still reigns and He is still God. On the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it and he declared, this is my body broken for you. Go ahead and reveal the bread. He asked his Father in heaven to bless it and then he said, when you eat this, remember me. Let us eat and remember. 
Go ahead and peel back, revealing the juice. At the same time, Jesus said, this is the blood of the new covenant, freely shed for the remission of sin. When you drink this, remember me. Let us drink and remember. So God in heaven, we are a grateful people for you have sent the light into the world and into our hearts and into our lives. And now Lord, I pray that you would take this beautiful faith community on from today and into things in the future where the light of this place shines only brighter. May this be a church that is known in the community as being a city on a hill, a lamp on a lampstand that all in the house can see. Father, we know that You work all things together for Your glory. And we pray that You would be glorified. Glory to the Father, glory to the Son, and glory to the Holy Spirit, we pray. And everyone agreed, said? Amen, amen and amen. amen. You, Grace and peace, New Hope. God be with you. Oh
more time, sing amen.